hopefully I get an opportunity to go lots of ham. That hit a giant! That hit a giant! No. I don't know what the hell they're doing here. Ladies and gentlemen. Touchdown! Michael Urban! Prepare yourselves. Move over, sweetness! Make a place for Emmett! For sham goes hell! To the 10! Thank you very much, guys. I'm going to start it off with a clip from the pregame show yesterday. I heard this driving back from Olney. I went to Olney for a little golf tournament action. And uh, I heard this on the pregame show talking to Brad and Babe. And I liked Brad's analogy of the NFL season. And he was talking about fans freaking out after three losses. But this is an analogy I've never really thought about football like this before. Listen to this. Every season is like a lifetime. It starts brand new. Let's say with modern technology that the lifespan is 90. So that means right now when when they finish tonight, both these teams are going to be 43 years old. (laughs) Now, why in the world would you give up on a 43-year-old? It's very interesting. I can relate to that, by the way. Now, at 43, you do kind of feel like your life is kind of set, right? Hold on a second. (laughs) See, this gets into the crux of an issue KT has. Yeah, that's definitely how it goes. (laughs) Shut up, Shippy. Shippy, guys, You guys, we first started working with you youngins. I was 25 when I started working with you. You guys act like 40 was 80. I mean, you guys seriously think at 40 you should start thinking about your retirement and where you're going to go die. Here's the problem with all of this. So when you're young, you have no real good feel for time. And when you're old, time flies. Like, for example, 20 minutes ago, I said something that happened 20 years ago happened seven years ago, and I was very convinced that it was just seven years ago. (laughs) Are you blaming that on old age? Because I just blame it on your lack of attention to detail. No, 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 no. Uh, I'm blaming it on old age because what happens is you – Everything just starts being compressed. I was like, I was 12 when that tornado hit. And you go, you sit there and you go, yeah, but it's like I'd already been an adult for 10 years or whatever. It all runs together. It's tough. It just feels like it all happened five minutes ago. And that's Brad's point. Yeah. I thought that was good, though. So after the bye, after the, you know, the bye week, after the Giants game, this will be a, uh, I guess, what was, let's say the life spends 100. So for easy math, a 50-year-old person. Mm-hmm. Why would you give up on a 50-year-old person? Still a lot of well, a lot pretty much over at accomplish. <laughs> um, let's go to the big fumble to start the game. Over to Zach Ertz. Second and 10 at the Eagle 35. Wentz in the gun with Sanders next to him. And Wentz back and looks for the check down and has it to the tight end. Fumble! Oh! Cowboys have the ball! That was not Ertz. That was Goddard. I'm sorry about that. That was Goddard. Um... Yeah, pretty awesome. Jalen came over, put the got his paws on the ball, just like we saw him do in that Miami game. And uh, finally something goes right. And then the Cowboys got the ball at the 45-yard line. Finally on the finally, opposing territory. Finally. We've been waiting for this. What a way to start the game. It's it, And again, all the narratives that we believe to be true, for the most part, were flipped on their head almost immediately in this game, yep. which is why it's so great. You can never predict what's going to happen. And right when you think your team sucks and they're done, they go and redeem themselves. It's and it means nothing if you can't punch it in. The Cowboys start to drive, and then this happens. Pollard, the running back. Tavon Austin in motion, coming to the left. And they will pitch it right to Austin. He's got a first down. 15, cuts it to 10, running to the 5, to the pylon. Touchdown, Tavon Austin. I love the design of that play. That was awesome. That was so fun. And part of it has to do with, 
All right, you got Tavon going in motion and then his ability to stop and change directions and everything going to the left and all this action over to the right. That was beautiful. That was absolutely beautiful. And if it hadn't worked and he got bloated up in the backfield, we'd be killing Kellen. But again, it's one of those narratives. Oh, my God, the offense is stalled. They're not being creative. They don't know what they're doing. What the hell's happening? And then, bam, how about that? A little creativity. Yeah, I, I don't know what's going on in the inner workings. I know they're uncomfortable talking about scheme. But I went to bed last night and I went, that felt like a Kellen game. <laughs> <laughs> See, I think that's uh, kind of that felt old like JD, game. that old John Daniels thing where he'd be like, yeah, the bad trades. That was Thad. <laughs> uh, the good trades were me. And it's easy. Me. Very, uh, it's it's all Kellen. It's it's all Kellen. Right. And, and I think Kellen has experienced some growing pains. And make no mistake about it, he's executing Garrett's scheme. But come on, you can't just, if something goes good, give the love to Kellen. If something goes bad, just say, oh, Kellen, somebody must have screwed Kellen over on that. Right. How about that eight-yard quarterback sneak that uh, Kellen called? <laughs> that was, great. That was, that was crazy. That was a good time It's to really call. not, to me, though, about it being successful or not. It's just looking at it. I, I agree Like, how that. did out of nowhere Pollard and Jarwin get involved in the offense? Right. Like, it just felt Kellen. Felt more Kellen than Jason. No, who I knows? I could be wrong. I'm happy to be it's wrong. At least our myth of what we've turned Kellen into, it felt a, lo- I, a lot more like that. I also went, uh, was going, on that play, I hope one of two things. I, I hope, one, that he saw something and drew it up this week, you know, on the fly. Mm-hmm. Or I hope that he's had that in his back pocket and has been sitting on it for this Eagles game. Which right. could very uh, possibly be true. I hope that there's a ton of stuff he's sitting on, baby. And I hope the next time somebody sees that look, there's another option on that play that has yet to reveal itself. I'm actually one of the guys who likes Orlando Skandrick. That he's really good here. Like He so was. I got nothing against Orlando. Yeah. And it was really cool, though, to see Tavon Austin slow play him and just kind of... I mean, it looked like he was almost taunting him. He was really just kind of setting him up. But I like how Tavon will slow it down and then dial it up. That was really awesome. 7 nothing. Then the Eagles get the ball back, and this happens. Wentz now back to throw under duress. Ball is out again at the 15-yard line. Who got this one? There, there, there's a nasty scrum going on at the 15-yard line. Dallas! Dallas has another fumble. Antoine Woods got this one. Yeah, I, I'm assuming you guys felt the same thing at that point. Going into the game, knowing everybody that they got back healthy, knowing that they were going to get the ball to start the second half, knowing how hurt Philly was. When that second fumble happened, I was like, good night. No, it felt like all the momentum. Yep, this game's over. It felt like, dude, the crowd was nuts. And I I didn't even think of uh, a home. You know, we don't think about the Cowboys, a home field advantage. You look at New Orleans, that's incredible. Mm -hmm. But last night I thought there were parts in the game where definitely – that crowd was loud enough. They had it. They had an impact on the game. You can hear it on these clips. You can hear how how much louder the crowd seems. Now, Zeke would end up scoring on a one yard touchdown run. That call's not as exciting. It was the run before that, which they initially called a touchdown. It was incredible and, and reviewed a big thirteen yard pounding run. Let's uh, let's listen to that one. Elliott behind Olawale. They start at the 14, leading 7-0. Two receivers come left. Prescott will hand it to Elliott. Starts left. Big hole to the 5. Walk to go. Touchdown, Elliott. <laughs> All right, so that was one where it looked like the Zeke that we've glorified. The Just the special 
ability. I mean, he. I don't even. I heard them discussing this earlier. They may not even consider that a broken tackle because he just plowed through that guy so hard. He murdered a guy's soul. Yes. Um, and the, then drug another dude into the end zone with yeah, him. Yeah, he he had burst, explosion. He looked fantastic. I still want to see if he's got the jets he used to have or he could just take one to the house. But he looked dynamic and explosive last night. And again, one of the narratives destroyed. Now the Eagles go score, so it's 14-7. Cowboys get the ball back, and Jason Garrett goes for it at the 50, 50 on fourth and one. Huge, huge play. They end up getting it. With a little bootleg action. Mm-hmm. Bootleg. Bootleg. And then they get down, down the to the field. goal line. And they get down to the goal line. And when they went for it on fourth and one, I was going, oh, no, he's bringing all the tight ends in. Oh, no. All right. They bootleg. Get down to the goal line. Bring all the tight ends in. And I'm going, oh, no. They're just going to run around the middle. Oh, no. Oh, no. And this has happened. All right. First and goal. Straight eye formation. Witten comes in motion from right to left. Play fake. Boot to the right. And it's an easy lob to Jarwin in the end zone. Touchdown, Cowboys. Now was screaming for Dak to snap the ball because the Eagles were running a guy off the field. Yes. Because they had 12 men on the field. But they were so confused, They dude. were so confused. They broke it down again later, Ben, on the TV broadcast. And even after, I think that was Jenkins they were sending off the field, right? After he goes running off the field at the last second, there's two linebackers and a safety, and they're all pointing at each other as the ball's being snapped, going, no, wait, who's what? And then both linebackers on the other side just totally bet on Dak. I mean, no one was anywhere near the tight end. They were just totally discombobulated. If I'm not mistaken on that one, Dak, as soon as he threw it, almost like you know, a guy hits a three and he doesn't wait to see if it goes in. He just kind of turns around. Like, I think he threw it and immediately he was like pointing to the heavens to his mom. <laughs> and it was like he was celebrating like immediately. I don't doubt it. It would have had to have been one of the worst drops in pro football history for mm-hmm. that not to be six. Okay. And lastly, uh, let's skip the next one. Shippy did the last one. Let's do the very excitable call. This is a good one from Brad. I think, Shippy, you'll have drops for the future in this yes. call. This is the Maher's 63 yarder to end the first half. Okay, 63. To become the first man in NFL history to kick three 60-plus field goals. It's on the right hash from the Dallas 47. Eagles had 10 men on the field. Run another one out now. Kicks on the way. Oh, he did it! He did it! It's history! Brett Maher is the first kicker in NFL history to hit three 60-plus-yard field goals in his career. And the Cowboys go to the dressing room up 27-7. Yeah! <laughs> what a call. That's great. <laughs> you gotta, gotta feel the ball. It's like the ball had a mouth and was talking. Oh! oh he did it! He did it! <laughs> you know what that incredible field goal obscured? Some of the worst clock management. Oh, yes. I mean, just brutal. So keep in mind... What did they, you have a problem with specifically? The Zeke Not going out burning of the timeout after the sack. You've got them pinned inside their 20. There's like a minute 30 to go. You have three oh, timeouts. Yeah. They got a sack. Yeah. And keep in mind, dude, on the drive before, Doug Peterson was calling timeouts to preserve time. I actually didn't have a problem with it because the score was 24-7. to Uh-huh. And it was a second and an 18. Okay. Right. So I would have. You think they're going to do throw the ball down? They're going to the make you use your happen, The worst thing that can happen is it's is it's twenty four fourteen. Man, I don't know. I thought it was stupid. 
I don't, that, I don't uh, understand that logic. Was that the drive where Zeke went out of bounds too? There were there was a couple weird plays. They, uh, he, you've got to pre- you. He let like thirty five seconds no, run off the clock. I know, but it's like second and eighteen, and they're back. What up. if the, the Eagles get a first down and have time to go score? Okay, well I will I will take my odds on that. I'll take my chance. He hedged. I know, but what I'm saying is, dude, at second and eighteen, they're inside their own twenty. At that point, they're trying to like escape the half. Yeah. They're not going to try and pick up 18 yards. They're going to run the ball and make you burn your timeout. Well, they threw it. On second down, they threw it. And and, and then he used his timeout. And then out. he used his timeout. He and hedged. that was even worse. And so, you know what? The reason they had to try the one of the longest field goals in the history of the league is because they didn't have time to move the ball. I understand what you're saying, but I will, I will say that I'm not going to drive out of the lane and kill Garrett on this one because... That they checked down to Jason for five yards, then they called a timeout. I had I more of a problem with that. Hey, Mars like, saved him anyways. Yeah, Mars saved him, yeah. All right, good stuff. I get uh, it. 